Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. This week's podcast is a continuation of focusing upon how it is that we can best respond in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic with the shelter-in-place orders, actual um, shutting down of states uh, where things are very, very uh, difficult right now, the practices of social distancing, and then, of course, many uh, people uh, are exercising self-imposed but extremely prudent self-quarantining right now in order to ensure that they don't affect others, particularly those who are at risk. And I wanted to provide some inspiration and encouragement as we continue to pursue holiness in the midst of what are extraordinary times for us. So I hope that you find all of what it is that I share in conversation with you today to be of benefit and to be of help so that once this ends, and it will end, that once it does, that we'll be closer to God and be more like Jesus and we'll be able to be ever more faithfully signs of God's love and mercy in the world. Today's food for the head comes from St. Camillus and he tells us, think well, speak well, do well. These three things, through the mercy of God, will make a person go to heaven. It's during these times of crisis that we really get to see the measure and interior metal of others, but also of ourselves. I think part of the reason we might be going a little stir-crazy right now during this coronavirus, quarantine, shelter-in-place orders, and social distancing is that we're uncomfortable, either slightly or very uncomfortable, with the fact that because we're not busy or have activities or responsibilities outside the home, we are very much reminded of the fact that we're not who we're created to be. We're not who it is that God created us to be, which are signs of his love and mercy. And St. Camillus reminds us that it's not difficult to become that sign because we just need to be focused upon thinking well, speaking well, and then doing well. And the story of the man born blind was the gospel story uh, this last Sunday. And when we seek Jesus out to heal us of our respective blindness, then what happens is, is that we will see very clearly and quickly how we fail to think well, and then how we fail to speak well and do well, because just as Jesus teaches us, it's not the outside 
of a person that defiles, but rather what comes from inside. And it's through his mercy that we can be healed of that blindness. Most of us are not able to receive the sacraments. Some not at all. Others aren't able to receive the Eucharist because their masses have all been suspended. So we might be thinking, well, how can I receive God's blessing? How can I receive his grace? And this is where the practice of a spiritual communion becomes so important. It's a practice that I freely admit I have not practiced enough. And partially that was because I'd been blessed in being able to go to daily Mass myself. Um, and it's a privilege to be able to go to daily Mass, but then with the suspension of Masses, haven't been able to do so. And what it did is that it highlighted for me that I should be making a spiritual communion at least once a day, if not more often, even if I am going to daily Mass. So this time of not being able to go and receive the Eucharist, not being able to receive Jesus and His grace, I've been able to begin that practice of a spiritual communion. And there's many different forms that are out there um, and uh, of a spiritual communion, but for the most part, it is us saying, my Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament, and we love him above all things, and we desire to receive him into our soul. And because we cannot receive him sacramentally right now, at least he can come spiritually into our hearts. And we embrace Jesus as if he's already there, which he is, and unite ourselves wholly to him. And we ask that we never be separated from him. And that's what we need to be focusing upon. We need to be focusing upon the fact that we can ask for the graces to be able to be healed of our blindness so that way we are able to think well. We're able to be healed of those things that are preventing us from being able to speak well and do well when we're in close proximity with one another. So if we're open to seeking out Jesus, and we're open to asking him to come into our hearts. And we truly believe that by doing so, we will be united to him. We will be able to persevere and be able to embody what St. Camillus tells us. Our food for the heart today comes from St. Bonaventure and the book, The Ways of Mental Prayer. And he tells us, If you would suffer with patience the adversities and miseries of this life, be a man of prayer. If you would obtain courage and strength to conquer the temptations of the enemy, be a person of prayer. If you would mortify your own will with all its inclinations and appetites, be a person of prayer. If you would know the wiles of Satan and unmask his deceits, be a person of prayer. If you would live in joy and walk pleasantly in the ways of penance, be a person of prayer. If you would banish from your soul the troublesome flies of vain thoughts and cares, be a person of prayer. If you would nourish your soul 
with the very sap of devotion and keep it always full of good thoughts and good desires, be a person of prayer. If you would strengthen and keep up your courage in the ways of God, be a person of prayer. In fine, if you would uproot all vices from your soul and plant all virtues in their place, be a person of prayer. It is in prayer that we receive the unction and grace of the Holy Spirit who teaches all things. The reason why I shared that somewhat long quote about prayer is the fact that as we're in mandated and self-imposed quarantines and social distancing, prayer is the answer for how we're to endure and persevere. It is how we can obtain courage and strength. It is how we're able to mortify our will during this Lenten season. It probably seems like we're mortifying our will pretty significantly because we're not able to go and do what we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it. But the reality is, is that if we were to live in joy and walk pleasantly during these times, prayer will help us do it. Right now, Satan is trying to act. I'm not, he's not just trying, he is. He's acting in our midst. Um, but he's trying to distract us. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to get us to fall prey to all of the fear and the anxiety. And he's trying to discourage us and make us distrust what it is that we're being told. And he's trying to bring about division by causing people to doubt. There's so much that's going on right now that is a reflection of Satan at work. And prayer will give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear Jesus's voice, God's voice in the midst of this tempest, in the midst of this storm, in the midst of this chaos. And it's also during our time of prayer that we will be able to receive all the power and grace of the Holy Spirit. So just as I was talking about making a spiritual communion, when we spend time in quiet prayer and meditation and we open our hearts and our eyes and our ears to the voice of God and we listen, then what happens is, is that then we'll be filled with His joy and with His peace and we will be able to persevere and be patient in the midst of it is adversities that we're going through right now. But we have a chance here to, I talk to people about, we're making lemonades out of coronavirus lemons. We have an opportunity to be able to spend time with the people that we say we care the most about. But we're usually so busy doing things that we truly don't know one another. How often is it that we, you know, will engage with our children, you know, or with our spouse? And it's based upon information in which they've already changed. They've already moved beyond a particular interest or they're now excited about something else. But because we have failed to have conversation, because we failed to come to know them, we're 
you know, maybe three interests behind or, you know, four movies behind or, you know, whatever. And this is our chance to be able to really come to know one another. And there's nothing to fear in that because we are united in the Holy Spirit if we spend the time in prayer. And it's never more important than when we are in close proximity with other people that we do that, that we be filled with God's grace. So that way when we're sharing with one another, when we're interacting with one another, our first response comes from that place in our heart that's already been filled with God's mercy and love and kindness and goodness. So our first response, instead of anger or frustration, you know, irritation, is going to be one that is good and true and beautiful. And that will help us continue to grow. But for our remembering throughout all of this, for our own well-being, begin with prayer. Because it is the answer to all things. Food for the hands comes from St. Thomas Aquinas, and he tells us the principal act of courage is to endure and withstand dangers doggedly rather than to attack them. Reason I share this is because I think St. Thomas gives us the proper perspective for the battle that we're currently engaged in because most of us are not able to go out and attack the enemy we're currently combating. Most people aren't healthcare workers. Most people aren't scientists who are searching for a cure. Most people are not able to go and to do other than to obey and to abide by what are the government's instructions for us, which is to either shelter in place or completely be quarantined, self-isolate, social distancing. That's what we're able to do right now. And the reality is, is that we're able to attack the enemy by enduring and withstanding these dangers with perseverance. And if we find ourselves complaining about those circumstances, then I want to remind you and me that our complaining is rooted in our ability, our inability, to see God in these circumstances. And if we're struggling or if we're angry, you know, at God, then that's a very natural thing because we're going, well, shoot, if God is all-knowing, if God is all-good, why is this happening? But you see, the reality is that we need to trust God. So we need to be able to have the proper perspective of what is it that I can do? What is it that I can do? Who I am, what I am, and where I am right now. How can I respond? And the best way that we can respond is to endure what it is that we have to go about right now. 
for us to not complain about these circumstances, for us to be obedient and to trust. And that's not mindless obedience, but rather it's about being willing to step in and step up with courage in places that God has placed you. And He's placed you in the midst of your marriages, in the midst of your families, in the midst of your neighbors. We can still reach out to others and help them and be cognizant of perhaps there's an elderly neighbor who they can't go to the grocery store. Most of us are still able to make trips to the grocery store, so perhaps we reach out using appropriate social distancing, of course, but we reach out and make sure. Are you okay? Do you have what you need? We're going to be going to the grocery store, you know, know, tomorrow. Uh, Can we get you anything? And then we can practice proper sanitizing your efforts, you know, wipe down everything, you know, and leave it on their front step. There are ways that we can reach out. We can step up and we can step in with courage. Our food for the feet comes from St. Maximilian Kolbe. He tells us, The love of the Father, of Jesus, of the Immaculata, knows no imperfections. Only man, not always, not entirely, imperfectly reciprocates such love with love. In other words, to elicit such love toward the Immaculata by kindling it in one's heart, and to communicate such fire to those who live around us, to kindle all souls, and each one individually with such love. The souls who live now and shall live in the future. To set such flame of love within oneself ablaze ever more forcefully and without restrictions all over the earth, that is our goal. Now, St. Maximilian was speaking to his brothers and all those who were a part of the Militia Immaculata, all those who bind themselves under the banner of Our Lady, of Our Mother Mary, to go and to spread devotion to Mary in order to help everyone come to Jesus through Mary. St. Louis de Montfort is one of the most famous of those who uh, would advocate for and gave us our true devotion to Mary, our Marian consecration. Father Michael Gately, uh, more recently, um, 33 Days to Morning Glory, has popularized uh, that. Uh, Saint John, you know, Pope John Paul II. Um, there's been so many in the last century, in the 20th century, and in our own, that are proponents of devotion to Mary, and it's for good reason, because throughout the centuries. It is our intercession of Our Lady of Mary that has brought about great miracles. Uh, You can go and Google, in fact, since you're at home, you have time to do it. You can go and Google the many times that Mary has come to the aid of those who have called upon her. And during this time, it has never been more important than for us to turn to and seek the intercession of of Our Lady, of Our Mother Mary, because she will intercede for us. She is going to help our love be kindled more perfectly in our hearts so we can go and communicate it to all those around us so that that way, eventually, 
that fire of love spreads across the entire world. And there's no more perfect way than to meditate upon that love of not just Mary and her, and her love for us, her children, but for her son, her love for Jesus. And Jesus loved us so much that he gave us Mary. That's why we turn to her, because Jesus told us to do that. So we're only following what Jesus has told us to do. And by asking Mary's intercession, she brings us by the hand like a little child to our Heavenly Father. She brings us to her son and says, here is my son. Do whatever it is that he tells you to do. What are some resolutions that we can develop from our conversation today? What are some ways that we can do what it is that Jesus is telling us to do? So we're talking about the importance of prayer. And I think if there's nothing else that you do during this time is that you seek to develop a routine a practice of daily prayer and meditation. Set aside 10 minutes minimum for yourself. And then in the midst of your families, along with your spouse, you gather together for a time of prayer as well to avail yourself of all of the graces that God desires to give us during this time, to be able to seek out and to be given his wisdom and his power and his strength to be able to endure and to be able to persevere in the midst of the adversities that we're experiencing right now. And I'm not negating the challenges at all that we have to pray for others and to do that, to intercede for others, especially those who are fighting for their lives right now. So for us to do that, so that is one particular resolution that we can be doing. Another is to, using appropriate social distancing, call and then reach out to those around you that you know are in an at-risk group for the virus and ask, is there anything that we can do for you? It could be that maybe somebody's afraid to even go get their mail. Uh, or it could be that uh, they're not able to drive and therefore they can't go get some milk or, you know, there's all sorts of things, but reach out this week. And another resolution tied to that would be to reach out and call you know, friends, call those that you know are on their own. Right now, this is a very difficult time uh, for single young adults because they're not able to go out and socialize. Uh, so make it a point to reach out. Make sure, for example, that your priests are doing okay for no other reason than you just call and say, hey, how are you doing? There's a great responsibility that's being placed upon them right now to care for people in the midst of this virus, you know, and this pandemic. So reach out and just check in. So that's another resolution. Another is pray the rosary. Try and develop the habit of praying the rosary each day. 
There is a wonderful uh, Rosary podcast. It, they're also now uh, live streaming it on YouTube. You can find the Daily Rosary podcast at schooloffaith.com. That's just all one word, schooloffaith.com. And Dr. Mike Shursley does a beautiful rosary every day. And, you know, it helps us be able to pray and to ask Mary's intercession. So all those different ways, I invite you to take what it is that we've talked about and to apply it to your life and start seeing the difference that it makes today. I wanted to end our conversation today with an invitation for you to reach out to me to be able to tell me how can I help you in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. One of the things that I have always done is you're always welcome to reach out through email, christinasimmons at gmail.com. Also, you can find me on Facebook at Say Yes to Holiness, also on Instagram. But another way that you could immediately join my uh, email list and receive notifications and all of what it is that I'm sharing on my blog and uh, different ways that I'm trying to reach out is you can simply do text to join and all you have to do to do that is you text say yes to holiness all one word say yes to holiness to 66866 and you'll be asked to then input your email and then you'll immediately be added onto my email list. So then you'll stay up to date on all the different initiatives that I'm doing. I did a Facebook Live earlier this week talking about uh, how it is that we can go about establishing a new routine in the midst of these extraordinary circumstances, develop that plan of life, how to do it holistically. Uh, But if you wanna just reach out and have a conversation then please go to my Calendly link and you can find that at Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash my name, Christina Simmons, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-S-E-M-M-E-N-S forward slash live in the moment. And those live in the moment conversations come from Blessed Chiara, who she gave us the witness in the midst of struggling with cancer, eventually dying. She gave us the witness of saying, we need to live in the moment or go crazy. And that advice is never more applicable than right now. So if you just wanna have a short conversation, go and check out that link at calendly.com, Christina Simmons, live in the moment. Uh, Find me on Facebook at Say Yes to Holiness. Email me, christinasimmons at gmail.com, or text to join. Send text, say yes to holiness, to 66866. I hope to hear from you, and let me know how I can serve and help you continue to pursue holiness, not just now, but all the way into eternity. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at 
Say Yes to Holiness on Instagram at Christina Simmons or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care and I look forward to talking with you again soon.